Welcome to Title Talk, a podcast where we discuss all things real estate, from title-related issues, entrepreneurial up and downs, mortgage lending, and more. Now, your host of Title Talk, Claude and Bob. And we're back for part two with Noel Rendon. All right, so we were talking briefly about your police officer right, experience. Right. All right, I'm going to follow up my last question. Sure. The scariest experience. Oh, my God. Here's what I tell people. In my 18 years working in Dallas Police Department, I mean, I have seen some awesome and some heroic things. Man, but I have seen a ton of things that I don't wish anybody would see. So I, I don't really know how to answer that one, but I've seen everything that you can imagine up close and personal. Some of it was not fun. I've lost a lot of friends on the department, and it's one of those things. I mean, you go to work every day not knowing if you're going to go home. I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you for your service to start with. Thank I, you. I know every day you, you put on your uniform, you go out and, right. and uh, risk your life. So we thank you for that. I appreciate that. All right, back to the fun stuff. All yeah. right, so 2020, Yep. what goals do you have for Rendon Realty? Oh, man. We're doing everything right now, so I think my goals are just to keep increasing production you know, get some more agents. I'm not really big into getting something that I can't manage. Uh, so I want to keep it manageable. I want to provide the same level of services to all the agents. So I, I know the number in my head, but to, yeah, you know, just to keep on growing, you know, last year we doubled our numbers from the previous year. I mean, completely doubled our numbers, you know, as a small boutique brokerages, uh, brokerage with, uh, you know, about 80 agents. And, you know, we were growing during that time. We closed well over 400 transactions and almost $100 million in volume. And I think this year we're going to get close to doubling that number, obviously. Last year in January, we closed, you know, a little bit over 20 deals for the brokerage. And like I said, we were young and still growing. We've already closed over 50 deals and it's, you know, not even the end of the month. This January has been uh, yeah phenomenal, un- uncharacteristically. Uh, yes, good exactly. For it's, last, usually, for the, it's usually slow. The year. Last January was um, <laughs> uncharacteristically <laughs> scary. You know, but but it's good partnerships, and that's one thing I wanted to mention earlier. Is not only do we build a good foundation within our brokerage, we have great partners. Just like uh, you know, you guys here at Texas Title, y'all have been awesome team to work with, and you know. Shameless plug for you guys, but uh, you, you, really, you guys really have, and I appreciate everything that you guys do. But, you know, having that those resources available to the agents is huge. Mortgage companies, lenders, inspectors, insurance, all these people at your disposal becoming a preferred partner of yours. I mean, it goes a long way. It helps give the tools that the agents need. I think our partnership works because ultimately our companies, our respective companies' culture are very similar. Yeah. So your expectations of answering the phone after hours, right. I don't think we have an escrow officer or an assistant yeah. or Bob and I who, who don't take calls well into the weekend, right. in the evenings, and having that access, yeah. being able to solve a problem you know, at 7, 8 o'clock or at the closing table, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's priceless. <clears throat> you know, that's, it that's, it that's, is. And real estate is not a 9-to-5 job. You know, it's, it's 24 hours a day sometimes. You know, you're staying up late trying to figure out how the heck you're going to close the next day when the deal is uh, almost falling apart you know, at the seams. And so you know, knowing how to do that, it, it, it's not a 9-to-5 job. Actually, I had an incident where an agent was working with another agent and told her, I don't work weekends. Really? Yeah. So he, they were like, you won't get a response from me until Monday. And I'm like, what? I was like, wow, that, that's amazing. You know, but with technology and the fast pace of our business, that's how we get a lot of our business from right. our competitors is yep. 
well, I can't get a hold of the escrow officer after 5 o'clock, or exactly. they're not willing to close or accept closing documents after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Those rules, right. you know, we can't abide by them anymore. Yeah. The flexibility is there with you guys, and, and same with us, and same with you know any uh, smaller brokerage or family-owned business. you got a lot more flexibility, and that's you, know, you don't have that rigid corporate structure or anything like that that you have to abide by with the bigger companies. Well, I think, too, is similar. we are similar to you in the sense that you know, we started this ourselves. Right. Claude and I started Texas Title trying to recruit people. And the, they would look at us and be like, and you're with who? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, have a, we have a website. We've got a we, recognizable name. Yeah, we, we've been around a while. And I remember a guy telling me, he said, you just need a win. You need someone to say yes. Yeah. We were super fortunate to have a couple offices move and join us. And they were fantastic. But it was funny because... Once that happened, it built the credibility. Gotcha. And then everyone would be like, oh, she went there. Yeah. I'll do it. Yep. But it's it's tough, right? Yeah. I mean, when you first start off, you're yeah. like, if, just wish someone would believe in it like we do. Right. The other side of it for us, it was it was our money. Yeah. And you're like, man, this better work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's a good point because I've, I've had top producing agents in the industry say, you know, I don't need to be giving up so much money. Let me go over here and let me check them out. And they've came and stayed. And I mean, these are power producing agents in the industry. And when outsiders see, hey, I guess she's over there, it must be something worth looking into. And so I think that's really helped out as well, just like you were saying. So on your on your growth, so you're in Mansfield, kind of give a plug as well. What's the area that you want to be in? What's the areas that you're in currently? So we have agents from Fort Worth to Rockwall to McKinney literally everywhere in the DFW. I mean, real estate is is one of those industries where you don't necessarily need to walk into the office. You can work out of your house. You can work out of another office. You can work at Starbucks a lot of the times. I mean, you don't necessarily have to walk in. Our headquarters is in Mansfield, but we have agents all over the, the Metroplex, right? right? And as you grow, that's what you look for. Is <clears> yeah, that's anywhere. what I look Just for. Just good you know, people. You know, and, and in the future, if I have to get another office somewhere else, I will. Uh, you know, we're almost to that point where maybe we will expand offices. So our teams within our brokerage are growing and they're starting to get offices themselves, which is exciting. We got some new teams that just joined recently that you'll start seeing on social media kind of pushing their, I got one team actually that's um, designing their their brand new office right now. So that's going to be exciting for us as well. So who would you say in your space of the flat fee broker, would you consider your biggest competitor? The only other company that I think that does a um, somewhat of a flat fee model is would be JPN Associates. They do a flat fee. What sets you apart from them, though? Because I know I know just hearing that there's a lot of a lot of agents come and go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I'm, I never bad talk any brokerage. I mean, there there's so many brokerages out there that some of them do great things. It works well for some agents. There's some business models out there that I strongly disagree with, and it only works for the power players or the power producers or the influencers and not the average agent. Right. And so it works for some, but not for all. And, you know, that's fine. If that's something that you like and want to do, you know, go do it and and be happy. I'm not going to sit here and say anything bad about any other brokerage, but I can tell you what sets me apart. Like I said, the culture, the foundation, the camaraderie, the family atmosphere, the community service integrated with real estate. This past Thanksgiving, we did a an event where we got together, all of our agents, and we delivered Thanksgiving meals to people that were nominated to us from the public. And Channel 4 News actually wanted to capture that, and they came out with us, and it was an awesome event. You know, it was self-serving. 
we went out there and we did that, and it really, really, really felt good. So I, I really like that aspect and bringing that piece into it because a lot of people want to give back. And community service is one of your core values, yes, right? absolutely. So how do you work that in addition to the what you did over Thanksgiving? How do you work that into not only how you run your brokerage, but how do you get the buy-in from your agents? So I always tell my agents, you know, the things that we do outside of real estate is always going to be optional. If your heart's in it, show up. If it's not, don't. It's okay. You know, some people are very active and involved with networking events and, and just events in general that we host. And then there's some agents that are like, you know, homebodies and just don't want to really be around. And that's okay. That's part of their personality. There's part of this their character. And we're not going to say, you should be here, you should be here. So, you know, it's on the volunteer-based services, and we get a lot of people to show up. And the people that show up, you can ask them. I mean, it was a really, really good time giving back. All right, so what was the best advice you got when you started your brokerage? My brokerage? Oh, my gosh. Best advice? Build a good structure. Build something that, that people want. Give back to the agents. Stop, you know, don't be... It's not all about money. With the business model I have, I'm not rolling in the dough. Let me put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I give back so much. Recently, we, we brought on a website and CRM piece. That was like the missing piece of the puzzle with our brokerage. Uh, we had everything else but a powerful CRM and website. And so uh, I partnered up with a couple of uh, vendors and we said, hey, will y'all help us get this thing? Right. And, you know, I obviously can't afford it. It costs a lot of money because we didn't want to go with these, you know, cheaper CRMs that are out there, these little apps and things like that. We wanted something powerful, something that a lot of industries use. So we actually have the Salesforce platform and it costs a lot of money. So instead of taking that money that was given to me, I could have put it in my pocket if I wanted to, you know, but I said, no, I'm going to put it into this database so I can provide that tool to my agents. And that was the missing piece. And I really think now we have everything. I mean, there's nothing that an agent with any brokerage can say, you're missing this because we have everything. What we've found in our business with CRMs, and we've gone through, I think, five different CRM platforms is the challenge of getting our salespeople to adopt it, right? So (laughs) they say, we don't have this tool. We don't have a CRM. Okay, great. We went out and got Salesforce. We got Salesforce. Didn't work out because it didn't have this other piece. So we went out and got Spiro. Got Spiro. Well, it doesn't have this other platform. So finally, we went with with the one we currently have now. And we said, okay, this has everything everyone wants. Mm -hmm. We're going to make you adopt it. And I say make you. It's hard to make it mandatory, at least for sales on the title side. Yeah. Because we're dealing with salespeople that who have done it the same way forever. So they've got their Rolodex. They've got their spreadsheets. spreadsheets. They've got all these antiquated systems of trying to track their leads. So I'm curious how you were able or are, since it's new, is how you're working towards getting adoption. So first of all, we asked for, you know, who wants to be a part of this, right? And people were had interest. So what I did was, you know, I went through the training to get set up with it. And so I put out training videos myself. I have probably five or six training videos that kind of goes through the steps. So if somebody gets stuck on a certain piece and, you know, learning something new, especially a, a complex database like a CRM, you'll get stuck all the time. Plus this, the CRM comes with a website. So that that's another learning piece, like how to control the content. To answer your question, I put out a lot of training videos that they can go back and rewatch and pause or, or whatever they want to do so that they could set up their platform and You know, I always tell people, if you want to be a power player in this industry, you have to have a CRM. I wasn't convinced several years ago because I was old school as well. I had a spreadsheet 
and everything like that. But recently, in recent times, I was like, you absolutely need a CRM. You want to automate your daily functions and send out those emails without you having to hit the, the send button. Automation of emails, task reminders. Exactly. That, that, that's it's huge. <clears throat> yep. But you know, the funny thing we run into is how about a client database? And without keeping track of it, we see with agents, with mortgage brokers, even the sales on the title side, is they'll come back, can you send me all of my customers' names from last year? Mm-hmm. We're like, what do you mean? Well, I don't keep track of that. <laughs> and exactly. so it's, but you know, we laugh because we painfully go through this all the time. Right. But if people understood the difference that makes for yeah, them, absolutely. is just the, you know, setting up the system of contacting them and following up and yeah. You know, how's your kids? You know, what's going on here? Right. You know, if you're in school, hey, how are you doing in school? Exactly. Whatever those things are, and, and it ties into referrals. Yeah, you have to have that constant contact with any past lead or client, anybody that was even remotely interested in buying a house. Keep them on a system. You know, keep in contact with them. I had a power hour session a couple months ago where I actually told the agents, you know, this is what you need to be doing, going down your list, making these phone calls. And I said, you know what, I'm actually going to do this right here, right now. So I pulled up my list off my CRM and I put it on speakerphone. And I said, hey, uh, haven't spoke with you in a while. How's your house doing? This and that. Uh, He said, great. I hung up the phone. I made a second phone call. That second phone call, he said, I was actually looking for your phone number and I'm glad you called because I'm ready to sell. I mean, right then and there. Isn't I, that great when you're doing <laughs> some training? <laughs> but, that's, but that's a great point. It's, you know, that like Bob said before, the small wins, right? The small wins come from creating your own luck, right? Yeah. Had you not gotten on the phone right. and followed up with a customer no. from maybe two, three years ago, right. he would have found someone he else. He would have found somebody right? else, yeah. We try that same approach on saying is stay in front of your customers. Yes. You know, Very call important. them, see, see how they're doing. The answer may be no today, right. but it may not be no tomorrow because right. they'll get tired of the title company they're using, the lender you know that you're trying to pitch may love their title company today, but all they remember is the first deal that goes bad. Oh, yeah. And if you happen to make the call that day oh, yeah. and get a shot and show how good we are because – Selfish pug, we're really good. <laughs> we at least get the opportunity for the next deal. Right. All right, so now we're going to deviate a little bit. We're going to go to some fun stuff. All right. Some fun facts about you. What do you do when you're not working? When I'm not working, I work. No. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a common response to that question. <laughs> you know, it's, some people call it being a workaholic, and, and the other day I used the term, I'm not a workaholic, I'm addicted to self-progression. <laughs> like, I really want to progress myself. But all kidding aside, um, you know, hobbies of mine – I like spending time with my family. We try to go on as many trips as we can just because we work so much that we have to schedule, you know, trips and things like that. Small, you know, nothing crazy, but, you know, some small getaways so that we can really enjoy ourselves. You know, one of my really big passions is fishing. Bob's an avid fisherman. Are you really? My youngest loves it. Oh, awesome. I'm become a fisherman <laughs> yeah. so I, i've been fishing all my life i just sold my boat last year so it's a great feeling I'm, I'm looking to upgrade oh. um yeah no not to sell it i wanted i want another one you know <laughs> fishing boat or like an all-purpose boat so it was a bass boat okay. yeah so well, i saw that, jerry jones boat yesterday he's i'm sure they have another one Oh, really? <laughs> they say the two best days of a man's life is when he buys his boat and when he sells so that's it. Why, that's why I thought you sold it. You're like, right. lucky you, right? Yeah, no, it's no. It's good to have friends that have boats. Right, yeah, that's that's always a good one. No, mine doesn't stay in the garage. Mine doesn't collect us. I'm out there on the lake all the time when I had it. I really got it turned on to tournament fishing. Uh, so I started uh, entering a bunch of uh, Texas uh, team trail tournaments and things like that out like Fork and uh, different lakes. So I, I love it. I love that competitive nature. Obviously, I'm competitive by nature. So, you know, that just fit right into 
to what I like to do. So combining the, the tournament pressure and my favorite sport, it was awesome. And I've, I've won some awards and I've won some trophies and I've won a little bit of money. No, no, nothing to brag about. Nice. Largest bass ever caught. Probably about 10 pounds. That's not bad. I've yeah. actually watched some uh, fishing tournaments on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was uh, exciting. You know, I, I went to one of the Bass Pro um, or the Bassmasters uh, Series tournaments out in Oklahoma a few years back, and I was like a kid in the candy store. I knew every angler. My wife was like, how do you know these people? And I knew every angler, their name, and I was like, I got to go take a picture with him. That's Mike Iconelli. Right? So it was Halloween a couple years ago. The weather yeah. was really bad. And so instead of going trick-or-treating, we went up to Bass Pro Shop because yeah. they had trick-or-treating. Yeah. So my at the time, he was 10, maybe just about to turn 10. Right. So we had his bag. There was a group of kids in college who yeah. I guess were on scholarship for fishing. Right. We didn't get much candy that day. We went and looked at reels, <laughs> reels yeah. all kinds. I mean, I was uh-huh. sitting there, and I was like, how long are we going to do this for? Uh-huh. He can do it for hours. Yes, I can, too. That's my favorite star, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop him off at your house, and you guys can go. I'll just pick him up when you're done. Oh, yeah. Last year, I was watching the series called Major League Fishing. They had a segment on that show that said, hey, Submit your best fishing photo and get a chance to win an Ot Defoe autographed jersey that he wears on the show. Like a real one that he wore, you know. Right. So uh, I was like, ah, this is a long shot. Let me go to my Twitter account. Let me send this picture, right? So I don't know how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of pictures they got. And I got an email in two days saying, we selected you to win. I was on their social media saying, hey, we selected this, you know, this guy. And it showed my, uh, my picture there that I submitted. And, um, you know, a week later, I had Ot Defoe's autographed Major League Fishing jersey at my house. And just this past year, he won the Bassmasters Classic. Wow. So I think the value of that shirt just went up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) at at least 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, favorite food? Man, Mexican food, obviously. But like what? I do like sushi, though. I do like sushi. Like in the Mexican food, what is the favorite of that? Uh, Probably just your Steak fajitas. And yeah. best restaurant that has those fajitas. You know, there's a restaurant over there by my office that we go to probably once a week. It's called Los Mocajetes, right? And we go there. Their, their fajitas are awesome. I mean, it's as close as, to authentic as you can get. Let me try that out. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, one skill you have that may not be widely known. Like an arm bar or, you know. Yeah, can you, yeah. Can you I hit the bullseye yeah. when you shoot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I am a good Sniper shot. rifle. <laughs> so in my department, we have to uh, qualify with our pistol every year. So if you're not reaching a certain score, you have to go through remedial training. They obviously want you to be a good shot. So do we as the public. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? <laughs> so I think within the last six to eight years, I've scored um, 95 and above on my shooting. So, I mean, I, I'm a pretty good shot. That could be one. Uh, fishing, obviously, is the other that people don't know about me. They, you know, they look at me and they, they see me business, business, business all the time. And then I'm like, where are you going? I'm, I got a bass tournament at Lake Fork. And they're like, what? <laughs> Do you take your kids on those uh, on those tournaments? Have, have they adopted the fishing they, yet? They have not, man. They have not. My son, he, he likes it, but he's right now at an age where he hasn't developed that patience yet. You know, you really have to be patient. I have fun when I'm on the lake for 10 hours and don't catch a single thing. I go home and I say, I had a great day. Because I just like the environment, you know, the ambiance of being out on the lake and driving my boat around and doing this. I don't care about catching. I mean, I do. But if I don't, I still have fun. You know, and my son's at that point where he likes to go, but he wants to be catching, catching, catching. Right. So. I don't have the complexion for 10 hours on the lake. I'll, I'll come back <laughs> lobster red. How old is your son? He's 13. It's tough, though, right? So with the younger ones, if they're not catching something. Right. you, you got to keep them occupied. Yeah, or else so. they're going to go on their phone and start watching videos or something. <laughs> 
right. You have a 19-year-old daughter as yes. well. Yes, I do. Any interest in real estate? She's actually about to take her test. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to make this truly Hey, where's that class? Business. Where's that class? Yeah, make, <laughs> if you give me a second, Let's I can see. give it to you. There you go. There you go. Yeah, she... She actually works in our office. She's one of our admins. She, she's awesome. I mean, she's she's a great worker. She's really got the passion into it. She's finished all her courses, and she's studying her prep stuff to take her test. So she should be licensed here within the next month or two. Very That's nice. Great. Yeah. Tell her of good title company. Is, uh, Texas title. That's right. If she's in the office, it's right next door. She probably walked in every once in a while, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you guys have um, – so people out there that don't know, if you're in Mansfield, our office is right next to the very new – Texas title Mansfield location. We're at 1024 East Broad Street minus Suite 101, and Texas title is Suite 104. Yeah, 104. So uh, right next door to each other, come by and visit. All right, rapid fire questions. Oh gosh, who is or was your role model? My older brother, and I say this because you know my older brother, he's a gastroenterologist out in McKinney. When we were Excuse growing, me? yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, well, see, let, let me tell you about my family. Let me tell you about my family. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, yeah. but it it's, uh, sounds, sounds yeah, really good. Sure. So let me tell you about my family. You know, uh, my father came over in his 20s, right? He started a family. He met my mom, started a family. I have three brothers, no sisters. All my brothers are extremely successful. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it's genetics or, you know, what it was, but you know, my older brother, like I said, he had nobody showing him the way. Like, he didn't have anybody helping him with his homework or doing this or, right. you know, making straight A's was something that he wanted to do. And so he graduated from there. He went to uh, UT Southwestern Medical School. He went, I think he did his um, residency in Boston. And so he became a gastroenterologist, and now he works in McKinney, very successful. My younger brother, he's also a physician. He works in the ER at Parkland Hospital. Do you I see him all share time. some stories. Yeah. Yeah. I actually walk in all you the bring, time. You bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. He takes care of them. Exactly. <laughs> I, bring, I, bring <laughs> I bring people that, that need help, and he's right there. And uh, so he, he's really successful as well. And then my youngest brother, he just graduated Texas A&M, and he's now uh, worked for a engineering firm and just recently passed his professional engineering exam. So now he's a professional oh, wow. engineer. So, I mean, that's a uh, – that, that's my family right there. But, you know, he set the bar so high, I think, then that's why I kind of, you know, I talk about him a lot because he set the bar so high as we were growing up. It's like, well, he's doing it. I have to do it too. Right. You know? So you're the entrepreneur of Yes. The, uh, well, you could call family. it black sheep if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the entrepreneur better. <laughs> okay. Whatever works, you know. But I feel like I still, I'm, I'm proud of my successes, you know. Um, like I say, I always tell people I'm not the most successful man in the room, but I'm always proud of my successes in life. And, you know, uh, being in the police industry, I didn't do it for the money. I didn't, I didn't become a police officer for the money. It was just one of my, my passions. And so I really enjoyed that career, and now it's time to maybe transition to this other career that I've started and has taken off like a rocket. And it's another passion of mine to help people achieve that American dream. So how has your career as a police officer, and I meant to ask you this before, but sure. how did your, your career as a police officer translate to what you're doing now in real estate? God, I learned so much from being a police officer. Interacting with people is number one. I mean – you know, shaking hands and looking people in the face and reading people, their body language. And this helps me out when I'm talking to people. I know their motivation. I know which direction they're going to go. I can maybe steer them when I'm starting to read the clues that I'm seeing. You know, conflict resolution is another one. Dispute management, how to handle objections is huge in this industry. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and so all that, that 18 years of being in law enforcement, that really has attributed to that learning skill of doing that. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? You know, 
I, I don't really have a favorite. Nothing that's really really sticks out right now. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for comedies. Uh, yeah. I, I love comedy movies. You know, Step Brothers. You, you'll see me quote. <laughs> you're you're like really solid comedy. Yeah. You'll, you'll see me quote a lot of lines from movies. And, and when I say that, and and you know, my brothers all are uh, movie buffs too. We can have a complete conversation using quotes of movies. And it's the funniest thing when we sit around where, you know, uh, even TV shows or movies, The Simpsons and South Park and uh, all these things, we're quoting them and we could actually uh, have a full conversation just using quotes. It's so funny. Me and my son recently saw Bad Boys 3. Uh, oh, yeah? Was that good? Is, yeah, that was an awesome sequel to the, you know, to wrap it up. Oh, 20 I, years later, better be. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, things have changed. They have changed. But it, it was, <laughs> I saw a picture of Martin Lawrence. <laughs> oh, Lord. What, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, hey, that happens to everybody, man. 20 years ago, that was a toothpick myself, you know. And, um, but, yeah, it, it was a fun time, and it was, a, it was a great sequel to that movie. So. All right, last question. <clears throat> Where would we find you if you won the lottery? Like a big lottery. Call it hundred million. Yeah, hundred million. Where would I? Well, be? I mean, call it two hundred. Go big. <laughs> go big or go home if yeah. you win the lottery. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge coast person. Saltwater angling, I, I like to do, but I. So you saying you go fishing? <laughs> I go fishing. Yeah, <laughs> on, a, on a bigger boat, somewhere on a lake, a big house on a lake in the woods, secluded, just me, my boat, my family. Boom, and a helicopter to get you back. Yes, and, forth and, a, and a helicopter pad to get go. me everywhere I want to go. Yeah. It's always weird though, because when we ask those questions. The things that people say, it's never what you think. And everyone has their own thing. But I guess the question is, would we find you if you won 200 <laughs> Yeah, probably not. No. No. That would be the better question, right? Uh, right. Would anyone find you except for your direct relatives? No. I'd suddenly no. become a long-lost cousin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'll come need, back I need visit. some money. I need some money. Yeah, I'll definitely visit. But, yeah, no, I, I love the seclusion. I, I like being on a lake. I mean, when I retire, that's what I see myself doing, just fishing and having so you're like me like an introvert extrovert yeah so all the time in your job you're always dealing with people but when you're at home you're like read a book <laughs> do whatever go fishing yeah. be alone oh yeah it's weird right yeah. so everyone says like how do you do that when you're always talking with people right right it's like yeah that's you just need to turn it off <laughs> all right so like we discussed before you're going to leave a question for our next guest okay what would you like them to answer i'd like to know what was their turning point in life that made them pursue their current career? Good question. Thank you. Very good. All right. Well, Noel, thank you for being here today. Man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Title Talk with Bob and Claude. If you enjoyed hearing about these stories and want to learn more, please tune in next time where we share more stories and insights into the real estate, entrepreneurship, and success stories. If you like the podcast, please follow Title Talk and give us a five-star rating. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. Thanks for listening to Title Talk. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating. And also be sure to subscribe on all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and more.